and welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to Hack Rap. I'm your host, Coach Graf. Um, before we get into it, man, um, I mean, it's unfortunate. Elephant in the room. Um, Washington unable to play in the Pac-12 championship against USC due to COVID. <clears throat> um, so, just as everybody predicted, including myself, uh, Oregon and U- USC in the Pac-12 championship. Not exactly how we how we all thought it would happen, um, but at the end of the day, that is what's happening. Oregon and USC for all the marbles in the Pac-12. Um, we'll get into the game breakdowns from the past weekend. We had another handful or yeah, whatever, two, three cancellations. Um, but at this point, you know, we can't be shocked by that anymore. I was more shocked the week prior that the Pac-12 got all their games in. But let's get right into it, and then we'll run down next week's game, including the, the championship game, um, which could be good. I, you know, there's a lot of talent on, on both teams, and if both teams are playing well, that could be that could be a high scoring affair, but anyway, first things first. Um, <laughs> not so good news for Kevin Sumlin, but um, really good news for Arizona State. I mean, not that he got not that Sumlin got fired, but just you know, um, the win for Arizona State, the big big win, uh, seventy to seven, Arizona State Sun Devils. Uh, <clears throat> just utterly destroy the Wildcats of Arizona. Um, yeah, Kevin Sumlin no longer going to be on the sideline um, for State – or I'm sorry, for Arizona. Uh, he was relieved of his duties. <laughs> I mean, not, not to laugh. I know, you know, it's a guy's career and stuff. But man, 70 to 7, you don't see that very often. Like, not from two Power 5 schools. Like, you don't see that. Like, you might see it happen to, like, a – lower level, you know, whatever, but you all know what I'm saying. But yeah, so Kevin Sumlin out, uh, and I'm trying to think who is taking over. Uh, I think it's Paul Rhodes, um, the defensive coordinator, but I'm not 100% sure on that, but I think it is. But anyway, um, so Paul Rhodes taking over for Arizona moving forward, but let's get into the game. Um, between Arizona State and Arizona, well, not really a game. Um, yeah, Jaden Daniels, two passing touchdowns. He also got in on the ground. Um, so he had, a, he had a good day. Five different ball carriers uh, for State scored a touchdown on the ground. Um, White led them all, Rashawn White, with three. So pretty unbelievable. Um, really productive day on the ground. And offensively overall, um, for Arizona State, and then Arizona, and obviously, you know, shout out to the entire defense. We, you know, I've on this show how good that Arizona State defense is, led by Antonio Pierce and, and Marvin Lewis. Uh, and speaking of Antonio Pierce, I don't, you know, he he played at Arizona. I don't know if he'd be a long shot, you know, to to, to land that job if he wants that job if he feels like he's ready to take that step or if he likes where he's at and what they're building in Arizona State, and he doesn't really really want to disrupt that. I could see either side of that. And I don't even know, you know, I would 
would assume he'd be a candidate. I don't know why he wouldn't, um, just other than lack of experience. But something to keep an eye on, I would imagine. Um, that's that's going to be an interesting coaching search. I mean, Arizona, you, you know, I mean, there's, they haven't, you know, in the basement very much. Like, they've been, a, they've put together decent teams, they've, you know. They've had some guys go on and find quite a bit of quite a bit of success in the league. Uh, so I think you just got to find the right the right coach, get the right player. I mean, look at Arizona State. I mean, yeah, Herm Edwards. That staff is yeah, it's hard to put together a staff like that. Um, a lot of talented coaches on the, on that staff. But anyway, it's going to be interesting to see who gets that job at Arizona. Uh, it'll be really interesting. But uh, yeah, so the offense of Arizona against State uh, through three total interceptions. They played three quarterbacks, uh, Plummer, Gunnell, uh, and uh, Rhett Rodriguez. Uh, Rodriguez threw two interceptions. Um, Gunnell threw one. And then uh, um, it was just an ugly day. Not much really to say. I mean, it's it's a 70-7 to victory. Not much analyzation needs to go into that. Um, in my opinion, but hey, Arizona State getting their first win of the season, and it was an an emphatic win. Uh, Arizona drops to 0 and 5, um, are now in the head coaching market, and Arizona State now 1 and 2 on the season, um, following you know multiple games getting canceled due to the the pandemic. Um, but Arizona State, a, a really good team. Unfortunately, they just had to play two of the best teams in the Pac-12 in USC and UCLA. Um, all right, speaking of UCLA, USC, perfect segue. Um, the best rivalry in the Pac-12. Let's be honest and call a spade a spade. USC and UCLA, such a, a good rivalry. I wish it got more you know, mainstream attention like the other rivalries like Ohio State, Michigan, and Auburn, Alabama, and stuff like that. But, um, you know, it's just not – it hadn't been as competitive um, as those other ones. And I know Ohio State, Michigan, they haven't been competitive for a while, it feels. And, and Auburn, Alabama definitely has been one-sided. Those are usually pretty good games, the Iron Bowl. And speaking of which, Auburn is in a head coaching search too. Kind of surprised to see Gus, Gus Mozon fired uh, with Bo Nix only being a sophomore, but you know maybe there's more to that than I realized. I don't know, but uh, back on track. Um, yeah, I just think you, USC and UCLA is, is a really fun rivalry that doesn't get enough attention. Bottom line, um, another classic matchup. I thought it'd be. I had a gut feeling UCLA was going to win. My gut was wrong. Um, but it, you know, it, it wasn't a blowout bat by any means. It was a very good game. Um, U, USC pulling out a narrow victory, 43-38, and yet again, USC had to put together a rather impressive fourth quarter comeback uh, to get the win. Um, USC scored 20 points quarter, holding UCLA to only three. Um, that tells you that, that that's the story in a nutshell of the comeback by USC. It was a good game, though. Um, starting off with USC, Keaton Slovis tossed five touchdown passes. Um, 
he threw for 344 yards. He did throw a couple interceptions as well. Um, but, man, five touchdowns on the day. Pretty impressive performance from Slovis. Malapai, Vivey Malapai, their running back, um, who was last year's leading rusher. Um, he had himself a day. He had uh, 110 yards on the ground. He punched in for a touchdown. And then the, the receivers, um, Tyler Vons, Drake London, and Amon Ross St. Brown, all of them putting in work and all of them being rewarded and and, uh, and having good good stat lines at the end of the day to, to help the Trojans get that victory. Vons on the day. Um, the biggest benefactor, I would imagine. Um, but, yeah, eight receptions, 128 yards. He did catch one of Slovis' touchdowns. And then Drake London, who continues to be a beast, um, I, I didn't think he was going to be as good as he is. He's very good. Um, five receptions, 97 yards, two touchdowns, and then Amon Ross St. Brown led all in receptions with 10 uh, for about 73 yards, and he himself added two more touchdowns. Um, so Vaughn's London and St. Brown each having a, a, a good day. Um and, uh, and they, them along with Slovis were definitely on the same page. And, uh, and every bit of that was needed for this win. And then on the defensive side, uh, Talanoa Hafunga, the safety, he, he continues to be a good player for that Trojan defense. Um, 17 tackles, 11 solo. He also uh, took down a couple guys for losses. And then UCLA, again, a 43-38 game. UCLA had a good day. They were productive. Um, Dorian Thompson-Robinson, DTR, 364 yards on the day. He did throw four touchdowns, but he also threw two interceptions himself. Um, Demetri Felton was big uh, in the air and on the ground. Um, 21 carries, 490 yards, uh, and then the transfer from Duke, Britton Brown, was able to score a touchdown. But through the air for Felton, he caught two touchdowns through the air. Um, so a big day for Felton yet again. Uh, he's He's been so pivotal for that UCLA offense. Um, and uh, he, he stepped up big time, filling in the shoes of Joshua Kelly. And then Greg Doltich, he continues to develop very nicely. Um he had eight catches on the day for 167 yards and a touchdown. Doltich is going to be a beast for UCLA for the next couple of years, so get used to that name. Um, and then Mo Osling, uh, I, I I thought he had a good day. He he had a sack um, and then 12 tackles, nine of them solo. I know you know a lot of that probably came off of a uh, you know caught passes, but you know got to give a shout out to someone on defense. That's that's hard to do in a 43-38 game, but you know whatever. It is what it is, right? So USC continues to uh, to be undefeated, and they move up to number 13 in the poll, uh, in the playoff poll. Or no, I'm sorry, number eight. Um, they are number eight in the latest poll. Uh, uh, no, that's not right. I don't know why it does that every single time. Yes, I was right the first time. Uh, ranked 13th in the playoff poll. So they're not getting into the playoffs. We've kind of known that all along. Uh, even if they go out and beat Oregon like 70 to nothing, which won't happen, by the way, um, they're not getting into the playoff. They're just not. Um, but, yeah, USC undefeated. 
uh, on their way to the Pac-12 championship against Oregon. UCLA falls to three and three on this season. <clears throat> so we'll see um, how these two teams end their seasons and what that looks like for the Pac-12 moving forward. All right. Um, I would consider this an upset Utah over Colorado, uh, 38-21. You know, it was a closer game, I feel like, than that score really portrays. Um, I know Utah in the second half kind of really started to pull away there, maybe toward the end. You know, it didn't really feel like much of a game. So, you know, I don't know. It was a, it was a, I thought it was a fun game, at least in the beginning. Um, but yeah, Utah really put, put, put it together. Um, their young running back, Ty Jordan, had a big day. Uh, 17 carries, 147 yards, and two touchdowns for Jordan. He is uh, he's a fun back to watch. He's, he's quick, uh, shifty, nimble. He's really good in space. I really enjoyed watching him play. Um, so that'll, that'll be something to keep an eye on. Maybe we can do some further study on him in the offseason and really see what he can, what he can become. Uh, Jake Bentley, uh, he had a decent day as well. Uh, 240 yards, two touchdowns, but he did throw um, an interception. You got to keep that ball clean. But luckily, the ground game for Utah was able to um, to make up for that turnover. Uh, and then, uh, boy, just a true football family. Nefi Sewell um, had himself a day: 11 tackles, 10 solo. So that Sewell family, good at football. <laughs> a lot of them are good at football. So yeah, one at Utah. Uh, and then uh, Noah, the linebacker at Oregon, and then you know Pinay, um, who is entering the draft and will definitely be top ten, probably a top five draft pick, uh, depending on how the the cards fall in terms of order of teams. But yeah, um, good football family. And then on the Colorado side, Neuer, um, you know, as much as he's Earlier in the season, this game was definitely not his worst. Um, but, you know, one of the better games he's had, 258 yards, two touchdowns. He threw an interception, um, which has become too much of a habit for Neuer. And then Broussard was held in check, uh, 14 carries, only 80 yards on the ground. So Broussard, after, you know, being on such a hot streak, kind of held in check a little bit by Utah's defense. The Utah defense, as young as they are, they're pretty darn good. And they're only going to get better. Which is scary because that this team that Utah has now, you know, they they could be knocking on the door of a playoff berth before you know it. They have a good team and they're young, they're young and hungry and talented. Um, so Utah is someone to keep an eye on out and you know beyond uh, this season. <clears throat> and then a uh, special special shout out to Brendan Rice, uh, the son of Jerry Rice, NFL Hall of Famer you know, I think universally considered the greatest wide receiver of all time. Um, but Brendan Rice uh, had himself a, a couple of big plays for Colorado. He had a really long receiving touchdown. Um, that was pretty much all him. A good open, you know, a good screen play, good screen pass that he kind of took in the open field and, and um, you know, ran away with it, if you will. And then he also had a big punt return for a touchdown. So shout out to Brendan Rice, who had an impactful day for the Buffaloes. Uh, unfortunately, they were just not able to pull it out. 38-21 loss for Colorado, their first loss of the season. <sighs> Bringing them to 4-1. and one. Utah now 2-2 two and two on the year, getting back up to 500 after their 
um, tumultuous start to the season. And then finally, last game of the of the, of the weekend, the Pac-12 due to others uh, being canceled. Stanford and Oregon State. Um, Stanford continues to find ways to win, um, and they pull out a, a three-point victory, 27 to 24. Um, Davis Mills was was good through the air, um, but he was also uh, dangerous on the ground as he rushed it. Uh, Found the end zone twice on the ground, and he also threw a, a touchdown in the air. But Austin Jones continues to be the story for Stanford, another stud running back um, in that system that I think will eventually be a favorite for a Heisman you know, finalist spot, uh, and that's Austin Jones. He uh, had 22 carries, 126 yards. Uh, he's just had a, He's gotten better every week, and uh, and they're – that that offense is starting to gel and kind of figure out, um, you know, how everything works and, and who goes where. And then uh, Simi Fihoko, um, he had a big day. Another kid that is continuing to get better and, and has been a, a big-time player for, for the Cardinal is, is uh, Fihoko, and he has six receptions for 110 yards. Um, he, uh, he continues to be Davis one of Davis Mills' favorite targets through the air. Uh, and then Chance Nolan, who we've talked about on the show, he's a former Saddleback Juco quarterback, um, taking over for, for Jibia, who's hurt. Um, but, man, Nolan, we know he could ball. Um, we know he could do it. And he had three touchdowns on the day. Um, uh, so, it's you know, he's, he's playing good football for, for Oregon State and putting, you know, giving them every chance uh, to be successful and be victorious. Um, and Jamar Jefferson, so he had, you know, as good as he's been, and he's been hot, you know, kind of similar to, to Broussard, um, an 80-yard day on 18 carries for Jefferson. And uh, both of those guys have been so good uh, and, and in such a rhythm, but, you know, they're, they, you know, they're probably hitting a little bit of a wall right now. Um, they've been getting a lot of carries. They've been getting a lot of tread um, taken off of those tires. So uh, not surprising to see those guys hit a bit of a wall. 80-yard day is still decent, um, but, of course, you know, um, with Jamar Jefferson, you know, having a having a down day, and Broussard having a down day, you see the outcome and how impactful those guys are for their teams. Um, Broussard for Colorado coming up on the losing end, and the same can be said for Jefferson, Oregon State. Jefferson has a down day. Oregon State, you know, uh, finds themselves in the loss column. I think that's uh, much more than a coincidence. But uh, Treshawn Harrison for uh, the Beavers of Oregon State. He had a big day uh, receiving-wise. He had five catches for 91 yards. And then um, and then a couple other receiving threats for Oregon State. Uh, Tajon Lindsey, uh, he had a couple scores. And then Zariah uh, Benson, he as well. So Oregon State drops to two and four. Um, they've, they continue to be competitive, but just can't find, you know, outside of that Oregon game, they've struggled finishing games off. And then Stanford uh, gets back above 500 with their third win on the season. They are now three and two. Um, so yeah. But before we go on to next week, um, I want you all that Pack Wrap is sponsored by American Betting Experts, one of the largest licensed sports and casino vendors in the United States. 
We have teamed together to provide special gaming offers to all Landry Football followers and podcast listeners. You go to LandryFootball.com. You click on the ad located in the upper right side of the page. You pick them. You pick among the gaming sites legal in your state. You sign up, and you instantly receive an account deposit match or risk-free bet from $100 to $1,000. It is that easy. Thanks to our sponsor, American Betting Experts. Uh, moving on to next week, um, mainly the Pac-12 Championship, USC Oregon. Obviously, it's supposed to be USC Washington. Um, but, you know, who knows, Oregon, USC might even be a little bit more competitive game. We'll see. Um, I think this is USC's game to lose, but it would not shock me in the least to see Oregon get this win. This is probably a, a flip of a coin type of a game. Um, but I'm going to go USC. I want to see them finish out undefeated. I want to see them take the Pac-12. Um, I, I thought all along they had a really good offense that was capable of winning the Pac-12. Um, definitely not an easy road for them by any means. They did not dominate everybody at all. Um, but, yeah, USC-Oregon should be a good game, but I'm, I'm leaning toward USC um, for the win. And then other games tentatively scheduled. We'll see what happens. Uh, Pandemic-wise, at Washington State and Utah, um, with the way Utah's been playing, I'm, I'm, I got to lean Utah, but Washington State, um, you know, you never know. They At any given moment, they could put together a game. So um, keep an eye out, but I do think Utah probably wins that one. UCLA-Stanford. Uh, Stanford's been playing better. They've been playing good ball. This could be a contest. Um, but UCLA, better team, more talent. And uh, they're looking to get above 500 and finish up the year that way. So I'm going to go UCLA uh, over Stanford. And then Arizona State or Oregon State. Got to go Arizona State. They're just playing too well. Um, very talented team. And then Air, and yeah, Arizona Cal has already been canceled. Um, so yeah, we'll see if any of the other games get canceled. But um, Friday, just here in a couple of days, um, Oregon USC 2020 Pac-12 Championship. We will see um, who comes out on top. I'm, I think it's USC. I gotta believe. <laughs> uh, thanks for tuning in. As always, uh, enjoy the rest of your night. Stay safe and have a rest, a good rest of your weekend.